When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. Check out AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket or stream all other games. What a day in Buff Nation, guys. Mm. I am joined by Ryan Konigsberg for the first time in a few weeks. We also have Dev from DNVR Nuggets with us, too. If you hadn't heard the news, Cody Williams, five-star recruit, commits to the CU Buffs. Guys, let's get into it. Ryan, I want to hear your initial reaction when it all went down. Oh, it's a great day to be a buff. It's a great day to be a buff. Uh, Allie can tell you my initial reaction. I was watching uh, the YouTube stream of his commitment. I had to watch like seven people who are committing to like Cal State Northridge uh, for gymnastics right. uh, before it finally got to Cody. And I, I screamed. I legitimately screamed uh, <laughs> when that happened. It's just these. I don't know. It, I told this to Henry, I guess, afterwards, because I was like, I, I got to see him sign before I'm like right. ready, to, you know, ready to go. Because you're, you're so used to bad things happening that like when he starts pulling off the tablecloth, I was just like, oh, here it comes, like going to break my heart. And then he didn't, even though like it had seemed like all signs were pointing to his to him coming. You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So uh, it was an, a great feeling. And it's it's so awesome to see Tad Boyle make this sort of breakthrough on the recruiting trail, which has really been the one thing you can say as, as a big knock on him is, I guess, two things. One, hasn't gotten the success in the tournament once they got there. And two, hasn't been able to land that recruit, and today he did it. Dev, what can you tell us about Cody Williams? Well, first off, <clears throat> let me just tell you uh, how important it has to be. I have not uh, been on a CU show all year. <laughs> and I heard that they had a five-star. I'm like, hey, let's make this one happen. I got to talk. Because, you know, it. I only get excited about Colorado guys, you know, like the yeah. Colorado high school guys. But I see a five-star. I'm like, oh, this has to be uh, this this has to be big time. Um, just talking about him. I mean, he's a five-star recruit, which just shows you um, the type of player that he has been, um, you know, for his three years of high school. Um, going into the year, this is a huge year for him. And for them to have CU um, under his belt is not only big for um, for him, but it's also big for a whole um, not organization, but the entire school. Like there, there's there's something to be excited about um, with a very young team that's already exciting. So um, you're adding uh, um, you're adding the flair to an already really good team, and uh, you know they're they're a year or two away from being like for real. Mm -hmm. I think that's like exciting. It kind of shapes everything you watch this season. Because the Buffs have no seniors on the roster this year. So every time you watch a game this year, you look at that exact team, maybe minus one with attrition, and you say, that team is going to add a five-star recruit. A, a top 15 player in the country is going to join this roster next year. And it's a little bit tough for this year because it, it just it puts you in that mindset. It kind of reminds me of when Derek White transferred and you had to wait a year. And I was watching these practices and I'm like, Oh, this guy's the best player on the team, and it, he doesn't get to play. It's a little bit different, but it's like this this year almost just becomes like set yourselves up for the for what you can be 
when this guy arrives and it, and maybe more absolutely um if you don't know already he's the younger brother of Jalen williams he was selected with the 12th overall pick in the 2022 nba draft out of santa clara uh, to the okc thunder as you mentioned uh cody williams is the 15th overall prospect in the 2023 recruiting class uh the number three overall small forward and the highest arizona recruit this year um just looking at the recruits that CU has been able to bring in. I mean, they had Courtney Anderson. He's a three-star shooting guard um, in this class that signed earlier. But there's also Asan Diop, a guy that we're waiting on next week. This class could get even more impactful. Uh, Dev, you know a bit about Asan Diop. What could you tell us about him also? Incredible. Like, uh, like you know, like uh, the guys that are point forwards, this is truly a point forward. Um, he, he's, he's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, guy that really can bring the ball up the fort he's he's also um a pass first guy like it was actually um kind of embarrassing seeing him play um in 1a um when he was playing um in the colorado ranks because really it doesn't get talked about but like he broke the record for triple doubles like in his career and he only played like one year like every (laughs) single game he got a triple double in the state championship he had like 26 rebounds like he was putting up stats of like 24 rebounds, 25, uh, 24 points, 25 rebounds, nine blocks or 10 blocks, <laughs> um, and like 12 assists. Like he had quadruple doubles. Like that's how Jeez. crazy it was, um, which is also now scarier because he went from playing in 1A where he dominated. Then he was like, okay, let's let's be for real. Um, so he got to play prep, which, um, you know, I don't know if you guys see, but prep, you're playing against the best of the best, which means you have to prepare as the best of the best, you have to get stronger. Your every single day is that of a college, you know, athlete where you're you're doing school, but you're practicing, um, you know, twice a day. You're lifting every single day. You're living um, that in in that environment, and you're getting better. Um, this is a guy that has the, um, you know, you're, you're you're playing against Bay Fall every single day, who is you know one of the best defenders in the entire country, and this is who you're training with every single day. So you're getting better offensively trying to go up against a guy like that but you're also like you know licking your wounds just trying to like learn from a guy like that so if you're able to land a son up in the middle of that like there's no telling what type of team you truly will have you walk into it as a top five recruit in the entire country everybody has to look at you if you can land another guy like that you're landing a three-star five-star then a four-star um you know top 100 players in the country so See you just even having these type of discussions just to shows you how much different things are and how the tide is turning. Yeah, and real quick, so much of this is about momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to building a program, when it comes to you know if you make a run, can you capitalize on it with those recruits? If you get a big recruit, can you capitalize that on with more big recruits? Uh, and you know, you might see this uh, this commitment today from Cody Williams affect Hassan Diop and say, man, if he wants to go play there, this is in my backyard. You know, I should want to go play there. And what's really interesting is you said he, you know, he can bring the ball up at 6'8". Well, so can Cody Williams. And he did a lot of that for his team. And he also defends one through five uh, in high school, which I assume Hassan Diop can also defend, uh, you know, maybe not. Uh, what, what do you think? Can he defend one through five? I think you defend one through four, okay, and that's scary. Yeah, like you know, with the like lean um, body, uh, a guy that defends multiple positions. He's a guard in a big man's body. Like yeah. that's insane um, to think about. And having you know tw- towers like that um, next to each other, like 
we're already talking about uh, having a guy. Like we're you know we're thinking ahead. If you could get a guy like that, you already have a guy in, in Cody Williams that he's the best recruit since Chauncey. He's the the first five star um, in the Tad Boyle era. This is the best recruit that they've had. Like pretty much you know since yeah, Chauncey, yeah. you have that yeah. already. Now you actually set the tone that people are like, hey, what's going on at Colorado? I want to join something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to go back to what you were talking about, Ryan, in terms of building momentum as a program, you go back two years ago to 2021, Colorado had the 13th ranked uh, recruiting class by 24-7 sports. Those players, Lawson Lovering, KJ Simpson, Quincy Allen, Javon Ruffin, and Julian Hammond the third. Last year, they kind of take a step back. They go to 96 overall, but they have three transfers come in. And on Monday, we saw all three of those transfers immediately impact this basketball team. Javon Hadley was the leading scorer, leading rebounder for this yep. team. Jalen Gabadon from Yale, instant impact on both sides of the floor, his passing and his ability to defend. And then Ethan Wright, um, he was crucial in that beginning run to get the bu- to build that lead for the Buffs early on. Um, so as you mentioned, it's just building on top of each other. And what's interesting to me is you look at the roster that they have this year, and, and this can change over time, but it doesn't feel like they have the true star. I think KJ is is the is the you know the star of the show, um, but they you know from a star power standpoint, you're still waiting for that. Tristan De Silva is also a yep. very well-rounded player, but maybe not someone who people are talking about as a potential Pac-12 Player of the Year. All of a sudden, you take these guys, you bring in one, potentially two guys who can have that level of hype, but definitely one in Cody Williams, and you just say, okay, KJ, now you're a little bit more freed up to, you know, to play your game, distribute a little more. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's really, it's really special, and um, I'm so happy for Tad Boyle because I know that these big recruiting battles have been so tough on him you know and mm-hmm. and i remember they got uh they had a chance to get tyler dorsey at one point uh and you know he ended up going to oregon it was just like man we're, we're having we're getting so close to getting one of these guys and just falling short it seemed seemingly every time and one thing tad Boyle's done an amazing job of is developing the three stars right andre robertson three star spencer dinwiddie three star uh you know Derek white nothing <laughs> uh, you know, but obviously it wasn't all Tad who developed him, but still, you know, they've done such a great job of developing. Now they get to do a, a little bit differently where you develop mm-hmm. some of these guys around a true star, a true, you know, blue chip recruit. Uh, and I know that just must be an incredible feeling for him because you've been doing this for over a decade now mm-hmm. and you haven't been able to get this one. And it feels like this could be the key that unlocks more of this. And really allows the Buffs to potentially make that big March Madness run that has been missing. Yeah, he talks uh, about a, a couple of points that you really have to think about um, when it looks at like the outlook of what this team is. One, he talked about um, you know this just being a, a really young team and not having that star. Um, you know, they're missing like a, a Jabari Walker who was you know that star, but not of this caliber mm-hmm. um, where you really just can build around him. And then also for a full four years or however long he's you know actually at the with the program. Um, but it's like you know how that guy, you know, you know who that guy will be. And then two, you talk about those battles, uh, the recruiting battles. This is like a double win. Not only do you get your first five star recruit ever as a coach. But you go and you you steal them from the likes of Arizona. Yes, yeah. you know this right is the number. Backyard. This is the number two recruit in their backyard. This is a really good team. You know that was number three in the country, mm-hmm. and you're able to steal a guy away from that where he's not even he doesn't put you in their top three. 
and then he goes over to to see you i mean the like the first thing that he talked about was um tad boyle and uh, how connected this squad was and how you know much uh, togetherness there is that's building a culture that's where you make that difference of hey i could have went to any school in the country but i chose cu i put them in my top two because we've seen this coming where it was like hey there's really a chance he put them in their top two teams you know, there's CU people that are like, hey, they're they're not choosing. We haven't seen this before. Mm-hmm. But for him to really stick down and double down with Tab Boyle, it just goes to show the, the true culture that it is. And maybe that sets the tone moving forward for other recruits. I yes. want to mention what Tad Boyle had to say on this. I was just this. about to read this. Thank okay. You. Because I find it to be really, really interesting and something that everyone should take note of, of what he's saying. And, and it's important. The first thing he asked about the benefit of landing a five-star recruit is, quote, and I, uh, uh, my buddy Ted posted this. This is where I saw this on Twitter. It's from 24-7 Sports. Okay, cool. Well, look, hopefully it energizes our fan base. Not too long ago, we had every season ticket in this building sold before the season started. That's not the case today. We need to get back that. Hopefully signing a kid like this can energize our fan base to come in here and say, if you don't get a season ticket now, it's going to be a little bit harder next year. And by the way, this team's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. It's going to grow and develop before our eyes. He goes on. College basketball is a participant sport. It's not always just a spectator sport. And we need more participants in this building night in, night out. I think signing a guy like Cody can help in that regard. Obviously, we have to put a good product on the floor and do our job as coaches and players in the program. But it's exciting, exciting times. The fact that he went straight there is the first thing he thought about. is really interesting to me. Absolutely. I mean, it's you're seeing it. A lot in CU sports. I mean, the NIL collective just came through. Mike Sanford's been pushing that heavily for football. Um, and the fact that this comes through just a few weeks after, or days really after that's announced, I don't think it's really a coincidence, honestly. And to me, it's just like Tad is begging the fans to come support this program. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't know what exactly happened because it's not like the team dropped off. But there was a huge burst in the middle of the Tad Boyle era where they were really getting incredible support. And like you mentioned, sold out all season tickets. And, you know, so it's just GA that was available for all the games. And a little bit of it has to do with Rick George becoming the, the athletic director. For some of the good stuff he's done, he has not paid attention to basketball, for lack of a better term, at least at the level that Mike Bone was. But there's also been some issues with the way that they handle the student section and the way that they support them. Um, so those two things need to change from a program standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, I think we can do be- do a better job of supporting this team and supporting Tad Boyle, who through all the years of losing on the football side has given us an escape come mm-hmm. November to finally win some games, see a team have some success. And I think it was Ted also who shared that this, that Monday night was the lowest attendance they had had at a game since 2011. It was pretty empty. It just doesn't makes sense uh you know and everyone has an excuse i had an excuse for why i couldn't be there um but hopefully tad's right and this is enough to say hey this program deserves support this year and obviously next year when he comes in 100 you want to build um you know you want to build something for people to see um as well and also you want to build that excitement this is starting that excitement we have a really good young team now you add those players that everyone's like, hey, I got to see these guys. Um, you start to get the following of um, people that just want to see five-star recruits. You want to see if he lives up to the hype. You want to see if um, he's as good as they say and how he blends. Um, 
and then you combine that with a really good young team. So, like, I think that they're going to win more games than people expect because they play hard, they're really talented, um, and, and they have the pieces there. Now who do you build it around? Now you add a guy to that. Um, and then you build that excitement moving forward, not just right now. Um, right now they have a really good young team. Next year they're going to have him come in. Hopefully that builds for other people to come in. But now you just have you have building boards and, and things to go off of. So um, hopefully the fans start to, to to see what they're truly doing and find that excitement. Well said. Um, many of the experts that I saw on ESPN had this team ranked around eight or ninth, uh, finishing in the Pac-12. One way to take advantage of that though is DraftKings Sportsbook. Real quick, go before ahead. Before we let Dev go, go ahead. Uh, Asan Diop. Does he is he a buff or not? Make your prediction. It's hard because the only the only reason that I say that this is difficult is because when you look at his top five teams, there's one that is mixed with Bayfall, who was you know his mm-hmm. you know roommate for this many years, and that's Arkansas uh, Razorbacks. Mm. So like I'm like if. If Bay, so you really have to like see if Bay's actually gonna go to the Razorbacks. If he doesn't, um, and he chooses a different route, then you think that Hassan wants to go um, to CU. There's been like rumblings that Bay was gonna go to CU for a very long time. I feel like you know the carpet got pulled there, but for it to still be on Hassan's top team, like I, there has to be a conversation. That's a team like a school that I truly like a lot. Um, so and and I really think that they like they love Colorado. Um, so. If he doesn't go to Arkansas, then it's going to see you. All right. Wow. There it is. Let's go. Exciting times ahead. As I mentioned, you can get in on all the excitement this season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, where, en- where new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Uh, they got tons of odd boosts, stepped up same game parlays. I think there's something where it's like, uh, if Durant, LeBron, um, John Morant, and someone else, there's four players score 20-plus points. It's boosted. Um, tons of deals like that going on at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. With promo code DMVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout-out to our friends over at Athletic Greens. Uh, it's cold and flu season. Daylight savings time's already happened. It's time to get up on your health, and Athletic Greens is a great way to do that. With 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially hitting into the flu, flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buffs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Boom. All right, man. All right. Let's switch some gears then. All right. We got our basketball stuff out. You've been away for a few weeks. Yes. There's been some interesting... Um, Developments, developments, rumors, whatever you want to call it, really, to come out on the football side in terms of this coaching search. And we're going to start here. This was pregame before the Oregon game uh, <laughs> this weekend. We had CU President Todd Salomon on Mark Johnson, the voice of the Buffs, his radio show, the pregame show. He said to Mark Johnson, I did talk to the Chancellor. I talked to Rick. 
but they're the ones whose job it is to go out and do that work. Rick has been traveling all over the country talking to folks, and he has reported that there are excellent, excellent coaches out there who are interested in this job, and we're thrilled, and we can't wait to get one of them here. The reason why I bring that up is because Rick George, as we talked about, I think it was the last show you were on, the Buff show, before you went to London, he was rumored to be interviewing or a candidate for the Auburn gig. Sounds like he's very involved in this head coaching search yep. if President Salomon has anything to go by. Then on Monday, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg says the Buffs are in the red zone. Wait, but wasn't there another update in between there in which a college football reporter said there's big-time interest in Deion Sanders? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, we forgot about the whole Deion Sanders thing. Yes, Deion Sanders, um, it, I think it was CU had expressed interest in yes. Deion. Um, I mean, we talked about that when we did the tier list. It seems like a pipe dream. Have your thoughts changed on that at all? It does. The weird thing I'll say, and this is not any, like, scoop or... Well, Nuggets are uh, having a nice first quarter down there, if you're wondering what the sounds <laughs> in the bar are. Um, this isn't a scoop per se, but I'll just say this. His name keeps coming up in conversations that I have. And I don't know if that's just the Buffs trying to speak it into existence and people around the program trying to speak it into existence, but... Talk to this person, uh, Deion Sanders. Talk to that person, uh, Deion Sanders. I was like, really? Like th wow. that was my first reaction. I was like, really? And so it does sound like there's some, uh, there's at least one way interest in this, uh, in this equation, which I feel like is interesting in itself. Like when we said when we said it's a pipe dream, I also included the fact of like just see you wanting to throw their name into that ring. Right. So the fact that they did that, and. I don't know. It hasn't been squashed to this point is interesting to me. Now, then we can get to the Adam Rittenberg report. So on Monday, he said that the buffs are in the red zone. And more importantly, ASU, I think he said is closer to a safety. Yes, is what he's he trying said. to avoid a safety. Yes. Um, and then yesterday he had an article come out, an ESPN plus article uh, where he talked about all the different schools that have coaching availabilities and just updates on them. In regards to CU, he said um, he had five key names. He said Mendenhall has generated buzz as a strong candidate at CU. Tom Herman's name is also a name to watch. And then he went on to mention Ryan Walters, Jim Mora, and Troy Taylor. Ryan, I'm proud of us. That's four, four or five guys on our list. Yes, I mean our list included me. It was so, yes. uh, it was so <laughs> comprehensive. But it's true. We kind of, it's rare. Every one of those guys was on our list. Not it's, Jim Mora. Oh yeah, and honestly. Please, yes, just I'm trying to get that out of my mind. I know, <laughs> uh, and that's what I said to someone on Twitter today. I said I'll take any of them, but more. Uh, any of the people mentioned there are all legitimate college football coaching candidates that other teams would would be and are interested in for their coaching vacancy. The reason I say it in that way is Carl Durrell was none of those things. He had a house in Lafayette. That was about the best uh, best thing they had going for them, and he was a did a decent job at UCLA a long time ago. Right. These are all real guys. Yep. Real people who would interview for other jobs, I'm sure. And, you know, whatever way they end up going, Mendenhall feels like the safest option. Uh, Herman feels like it has a high ceiling. Yes. Maybe a low floor. Maybe not that low of a floor. Higher ceiling than Mendenhall. Lower floor, I would say. Uh, Walters is the big time swing on the young yeah, guy wild card uh and then what was the other troy taylor from sac state and troy taylor he he's he's not my guy uh signetti but 
But yep. he's in that realm, right? It's your, okay, let's go the, the KU route. Exactly. Uh, and try to pull someone up from the lower ranks. I'll take any of them. I really will. I will be happy with any of those options. Um, and I think my favorite of the options, I think I'm in between Walters and Herman. Interesting. I really like Troy Taylor. I think that he's exciting. I think I just fell in love too fast with the other person from that category to truly, but he's, I mean, I could have just as easily fallen in love with him for the similar reasons. I think Adam Munson Tiger of 24 seven sports who covers the buffs also. He also had an article talking about Brent Vigan, the guy from Montana state that we talked about also. Yeah. So a little pat on the back for us, I guess, because I think we did a good job at uh, looking at these candidates. I'd have to agree. I mean, the thing with Herman that still stands out is we don't really know what the situation is in terms of why he's out of football this year, which I think has to be some sort of a red flag. Well, I mean, so he was let go from Texas. Yes. At the end of la- two years ago. Two years ago. He's out of football this year. Last year, he worked for the Bears as a like analyst. It wasn't even right. an assistant position. Right. Maybe you just taking a break, getting his ducks in a row for the next college job that came around. I don't know. Um, there's also some interesting rumors about what went down at Texas. Um, yes. And I think depending on where the rumor comes from, you'll get a different story. Mm-hmm. The most interesting one and maybe the best spin, I would say, uh, for if he's the Buffs head coach, is that the people in Texas, not, not specifically Austin, but the people of Texas who make Texas go, didn't necessarily love his political beliefs. If you can put two and two together, I hate talking politics at all, but if you can put two and two yes. together, what doesn't work in Texas might work in Boulder. It just might. <laughs> um, well said, though. Any other names? You already mentioned Signetti. Um, we talked about Deion Sanders a bit. Is there anyone else that you're kind of hoping works their way into this conversation? I would love if the next report had Deion Sanders actually in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the one where it's the only one where everyone is paying attention all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you hire Tom Herman. That's a big name that people know because he coached at Texas. Right. So that's going to turn some heads. Bronco Mendenhall, like college football heads are going to know who that is. Yeah. If you hire Deion Sanders to be the head coach of Colorado football, every single sports fan in America cares about what happens there. They're oh, interested yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. And he will make sure of it. If they don't, if they aren't paying attention, he'll make sure they are. So... It's the one where I'm just like, man, I guarantee he's going to get huge recruits. Guarantee that there's going to be talking about the buffs nationally. It feels like almost an instant, not an instant turnaround because they got to do it on the field. Right. But an instant pivot in terms of the public perception of what Colorado football is. 100%. Um, Before we move on, though, this happened while you were gone. I want to get your thoughts on the NIL collective that they announced. Um, Finally, they have like a general fund of some sorts. Uh, that they can use basically to their liking. Just your thoughts on that and what it really does for this program. As long as people take the time to understand what it is and support it, it can be huge. Um, But basically what this does is allows fans to directly support the players without having to have a business or anything like that, right? Like, you know, it's I'm in a cool, unique position as a diehard CU fan my whole life who also has the opportunity to you know when when there's players worthy of it right do you want NIL deals NIL deals with them that are mutually beneficial for them and us legitimately not you know the the bullshit that other places are doing um 
This, if you're not a business owner, puts you in a unique position or a cool position to just say like, hey, I want to make sure that these guys are taken care of. And I, you know, I want our team to win is what it really comes down to. So I'm going to donate to this collective. And I know that it's going to go back right out to the players, which is cool. 100%. Lots of exciting things going on. Um, before we get into our final segment, though, I have to tell you about our friends at Hassle Cattle Company with that delicious uh, blue-collar American Wagyu. I heard a bit of your, uh, I think it was yesterday in the Broncos pod, your steak uh, oh, yes. Steak rant. Steak story. Yeah. The yeah. what was it called again? It's a Oldslock. Oldslock. That's what it is. Yes. I don't know if Hassle Cattle Company has Oldslock, but they do have the blue collar American Wagyu. Um, head on over to HassleCattleCompany.com and secure your bag of beef. Use code DMVR20 for twenty percent off your entire purchase. That's DMVR20 for twenty percent off. All right, Ryan. Before we get out of here, we're going to pick some games again. Let's go. These Basketball spreads. Games? <laughs> no, not basketball okay. games. We'll get there eventually. We still have a football season to finish out, though. I have to say, tweet of the week from the Buffs world that I saw was when USC lost their opening game to Florida Gulf Coast, which shout out to Florida yes. Gulf Coast. That's revenge on on Enfield, right? Is he still their coach, USC? Oh, man, I don't I think know. so. Anyways, sorry, I've been out of the loop it's a little bit. It's all good. Um, fl- shout out Florida Gulf Coast. But uh, Benjamin Burroughs, our guy, Rumble in yes. Buffalo, tweeted out, what an embarrassing opening night loss for the Big Ten. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, Beautiful. Perfection. Well done. Yes. Absolutely well done. Let's start there then. This is a game on Friday. It's the CU Buffs traveling to Los Angeles. The number eight USC Trojans await. Ryan, they are 34-point underdogs. Where are we headed? Um, pain? <laughs> Suffering? Yes. We do have a basketball game before that, though. The Buffs take on Grambling, so maybe that, good vibes before. That is true. I love that it's a, on a Friday. Get it out of the way. 100%. Uh, start, you know, hopefully we get a, a good basketball game leading up to it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty. Um, we also haven't talked about since I've been back the Jordan Tyson injury, which oh my gosh, yes, legitimately broke my heart. I was watching it on the, the bus ride from Leeds back to London and you know just enjoying the game for what it is I don't know it's hard to explain how I watch CU football (laughs) but it's just like oh hope some of the young guys make some plays yeah you know and then you know he had the concussion scare and I was like oh no and then he comes back and that happens and it was just like my heart went into my stomach it was truly the number one thing to watch CU for at this point in the season was watch Jordan Tyson play like he was exciting the punt return the week before. Yeah. The long touchdown in that game. And for him, of all people, to go down late in the season with a long-term injury, just, just I don't know, ins- injury to insult, made bad situation worse, just sucks. Instant gut punch. When you were gone, he basically went from true freshman to absolute star, star. Yeah. and then to out for the season. Just a crazy two-week period. Yeah, I mean, speaking of NIL deals, like, the gears were turning for me. You yeah, know? I'm sure. Um, and so it's such a bummer. Hopefully he'll come back stronger and, and ty- in a timely fashion, but as long as he's, you know, 100%. Um, but yeah, it, I w- it's tough to know what to look forward to in this game with him now out. Like you're hoping for other young players to play good games and you you do get to see these guys up against the best of the best in terms of the competition level that they're going to face. So, you know, you want to see some of these young defensive backs make plays yes. against this weapon core. 
Um, you want to see, you know, Hankerson break some runs against this defense. Yes. Like, these are the things we're hanging on to at this point. It's hard to spin up anything else other than that. Yeah, Anthony Hankerson should be healthy, um, as Coach told us. Um, also, the last two weeks, I believe, USC hasn't had Jordan Addison or Mario Williams. I think they're actually coming back this week. Lovely. <laughs> so uh, there's that to deal with as they've had Michael Jackson the third and Taj Washington really emerge for them uh, when those guys are out. One um, more thing I'll say on this ahead. is, what do, or I guess well, a question I'll ask to you. What do we think with Owen? Is it a redshirt oh, situation? He's redshirt. So I don't know if you heard this. Um, when you were gone, this might have been uh, the first week before the Arizona State game when he was still kind of hurt and we didn't really know what was going on with the quarterback situation. Coach Sanford gave a really um, – he said nothing, but he said a lot at the same time. Yeah. Um, he said some stuff along the lines of, we'll talk with uh, Owen and his family. We'll make the best decision for not only now but his future, you know, kind of reading between the lines. So, yeah, I think he gets the red shirt. I think he's done for the rest of the year. Good. Um, you know, uh, especially in the situation they find themselves in now, there just isn't much upside to it other than just more experience. And I was going to say, if you know, if he's playing, that's the most exciting thing. If he's not, it's understandable. Little, um, a little nugget for you, though. He has been imitating Caleb Williams at practice this week. All right. Coach there Sanford you go. told us that. Can he throw right-handed? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe the more important, important question is, can Caleb throw left-handed? Because that guy is incredible. He is. Um, let's pick the game, though. 34 points. What side are you on? I'll take USC. Really? I think it'll be 42-7. to seven. USC was big favorites last week against Cal. Cal only lost by six. Wow. I was going to say I'll take a win if we score first. Take a lead. Give me a lead. I think CU covers this game. I think that USC has had some issues at times. I mean, Caleb is amazing, but offensively they can have some stutters. Um, and defensively they've really just turned gone for the worst the last few weeks. I'll say this. You're, you're, you haven't been around long enough to, uh, to see this type of stuff, but – in the past, when USC is in their, the condition they are currently in and CU is in the condition they are currently in, like records get set. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm okay. seeing in my mind. <laughs> CU has also never beat USC. They're 0-12, yes, I believe. Trust me, I know. <laughs> they had him in the Mel Tucker year, had him up against the ropes yep. and couldn't recover a fumble that was just sitting there just waiting for someone to recover it. And they would have won if they recovered it. Football just needs their Cody Williams, and then uh, then yes. we can get back on track. Maybe Cody Williams has some five-star friends he can refer. There you go. <laughs> on the love football to, would love to see that. Um, sticking with Arizona football play, or players, I guess, Arizona State travels to Washington State. The Cougars are eight-point eight favorites. Arizona State looks much improved with Sean Aguayo calling the plays now with Trenton Bourget at quarterback. Um, they've been intriguing, I think. Uh, but Cam Ward, I think, put up 52 points last week against Stanford. Eight-point favorites. What side are you on? Give me the Devils. Love it. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit of overreaction uh, to Washington State going crazy last week. And I think I, li I like Borgay. I yeah. think he looks legit. 100%. They've got some weapons, too. Badger, ex-Validate at the running yep. back, too. Uh, moving on, the number 20. This is a top 25 matchup, actually. Number 25, Washington Huskies traveling to Oregon to take on the number six Ducks. The Ducks are 13.5-point favorites. Michael Penick's been iffy. He's been good, but he doesn't make good decisions all the time. He had a pick six last week. I think he also had two dropped interceptions, too. Where are you going here? In a rivalry-style game, give me Washington to cover. Wow. In Autzen. 
in Autzen, but I just think it's one of those matchups where it's just like, yeah, it's going to be a close game. I could see that. I think I'm going to do the same thing. Um, Oregon, we saw last week, they're a high-powered team, good on defense, but Washington, when they're hitting all cylinders, they can do the same thing. Also, Cal, traveling to Oregon State. Oregon State finally gets ranked for the first time in three, four years last week. They legitimately outplayed the Huskies. They end up losing by three points. They are 14-point favorites in this one over the Cal Golden Bears. Do you believe in Cal at all? No. No. No? So you're a Ben Branson guy, huh? Yeah, yeah <laughs> not really. Um, but I'll take the trenches from Oregon State over 100%. anything Cal has to offer. Um, as I've said before, once you lose to the Buffs, you're dead to me. So. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, Jaden Ott, though, they got to give that guy the ball more on Cal. He's really special. Bill Musgrave. Yes. <laughs> struggling to hand the ball <laughs> off. It's actually not a new thing. Where have I seen that before? Uh, the Stanford Cardinal, after getting completely destroyed last week, they travel to Utah now. Uh, the Utes, Cam Rising was injured a few weeks ago. Uh, kind of an average game that he played last week, but they are still 24-point favorites. Where are you going here? Utes. Give me the Utes. Yeah, but from bad to worse for Stanford, I yep. think they get smacked again. I don't think there's any redeeming qualities that you could talk yourself into for the Stanford Cardinal at this point. Last game, Arizona Wildcats, your guy Jaden Delora traveling to L.A. to take on the UCLA Bruins, who are the number 12 team in the country right now. Uh, 19.5-point favorites for the Bruins. Got to roll with my guy. <laughs> Let's go. That's actually – I want to watch that game. What's what's the time on that one? Um, I do not know off okay. the top of my head. I apologize. I want to watch um, that one. That's uh, that's JDL versus DTR. Yes. Sign me up. Should be a fun time. Uh, good to have you back on the show, man. Great to be back. Um, and like I said, it's a great day to be the bu- be a buff. It is. Um, basketball is here to save us. It is. Exciting <laughs> times ahead. We have a doubleheader on Friday. We have a watch party for yep. football. Yeah, we might as well you know, package that up for basketball. I will say the, the Nuggets play before the yes. Buffs um, from a basketball standpoint. So they'll have the sound, but we'll definitely have the, uh, the grambling game on here on the TVs. Love to hear that. Come hang out with us at the DMVR bar on Friday. Uh, basketball starts at 6, football at 7.30. Thank you guys so much for tuning in until I guess we're doing the game preview tomorrow since the game's on Friday. So until tomorrow, Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs.